What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase. Tonight, some Rams rookies have put ink on contracts. Plus, OTAs have begun, and we are seeing an offensive line shake-up. And later, Jalen Ramsey hurts Bears fans' feelings. Next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. I'm laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool stuff to get into. We got rookies signing contracts. This is this is expected news. But it's always nice to see, at least, you know? We get these guys coming in. We got some OTAs beginning and some stuff to talk about as far as up front goes. Some number changes, some of you guys might have heard about. You guys are not going to like my opinions on this. And the Bears fans are, they're sensitive and their feelings are hurt. Jalen Ramsey has, has hurt feelings of the Chicago Bears fans. But it's okay. I think they're going to be all right. I think so. We've got some advice for Bears fans a little bit later on. Let's go ahead and hop in. Uh, We're not going to take up too much of you guys' life tonight. It is May the 19th. May the 19th be with you. That's my dumb joke of the entire month. And I'm not going to say the real one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we won't take up too much of you guys' life. We just want to update and, and get... Th- I don't want to say get through because I love doing this, <laughs> but we want to make sure that you guys understand what's happening right now with your LA Rams. Let's go ahead and start though with rookie signing. So of course the, the rookies, all of, all the drafted rookies are going to get four year contracts. The Rams again are without a first round pick selection. So none of these guys will be eligible for the fifth round op or the you know, fifth year option. But all of these guys will have four-year contracts. And actually, let me just get a quick refresh here so that I know that I am completely up to date and that we don't have others that we need to discuss or add to my list. Looks like there are no updates, at least on this website, for signing. So we'll start with wide receiver 2-2 Atwell, the Rams' first selection in this draft class. He's going to be making that 3.75 over the next four years. Uh, $3.75 million for the Rams. And, you know, Tutu joins a pretty loaded wide receiver group. Of course, headlined by Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Deshaun Jackson. Van Jefferson, I saw some photos of him on the from the OTA photos. And uh, he's looking a little bigger than he was last year. So, hey, maybe that'll make, make him a little bit more physical. Maybe, maybe he makes a bigger impact this year. I know Sean McVay has had some very positive things to say about Van Jefferson. But we haven't seen that translate onto the field yet. So uh, and that's a that's a partially a playing time thing. But also, I mean, he's just he's not out there. It's hard to get a rhythm when you're you're out there like once every like nine plays. It's just difficult. So two two joins a pretty loaded group, but he does look like he brings he has a skill set that can can uh, improve this group. So that's good stuff. Next one here is going to be defensive end Ernest Brown four year three point seven five million dollars as well. So he joins a group that, you know, did lose some people. Brockers and Morgan Fox are our losses all along the defensive line. So so Brown coming in, if he can keep developing and, and, and do an awesome job in that regard, then 
you know, then he's he's got himself a nice little spot where we could see him uh, into into this rotation as early as this season. Running back Jake Funk, he's got that four years, three point five eight million dollar deal. The Funk, the Funk, the whole Funk and nothing but the Funk is going to be taking on. You know, that's a that's a tough one because I I feel like this guy's more of a special teams guy. He's, he is in that 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 range of you know, because like, is he better than Cam Akers? Probably not. Is he better than Daryl Henderson? Probably not. Is he better than a guy like, like Calais? I maybe, may, maybe not. I don't. I don't know yet. We'll have to see. I'm really excited to see Funk in preseason. This this year, like preseason, is super important. This year, we didn't have one last year. I feel like we lost out on some hidden gems last year. Some some guys that never got a chance to play in those preseason games to really show off what they can do. Uh, Funk though, he'll get that chance. He'll he'll get playing time. And if Funk makes this roster. I, I feel like he catches two first downs from Johnny Hecker this year. Fingers are crossed, at least. Next one up is going to be wide receiver Ben Skoranek. Four years, $3.56 million. And Skoranek, just like Atwell, joining a very loaded group at the wide receiver position for the LA Rams. But And I know that I've, I've already I've penciled this guy in as a cut. That is not anything against Ben Skoranek, all right? He's not a bad player. But he's joining a loaded group. All right, so Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and then you got also guys like like Simba Webster, who's who's been a, a special teams guy. I don't know if he will anymore. That's po- a possible cut as well. But Skoranek, I mean, I I think in order for him to the the where he was drafted, the the way that the depth chart is likely going to be set up, I'm sure he's not shooting up to number three or two right now. The way that everything is set up for Skoranek, I mean, he is going to absolute he's going to have to absolutely blow some minds in preseason to try to make this roster. I'm not saying he's not capable of that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think he gets cut. I, some people were like, "Dude, you're harsh on <laughs> Skoranek." It's like, okay, first of all, he's a football player and. I'm sure he's fine. He just got drafted by the LA Rams. I'm sure he doesn't care what Sheriff Joe begs as to say. You know, what I mean? I'm, I'm sure he's doing fine. Uh, but I, I, I think he's a, I think he's a cut. But hey, we'll see what happens, man. I don't want him to do bad. Next one up is going to be defensive end Chris Garrett, four years, three point five six. The reason I say that with a question mark or talking like a high school girl would is the fact that I was under the impression that Chris Garrett was definitely a linebacker. So. Uh, I've seen it on two different lists now, him listed as defensive end. So not really sure yeah, where he's going to be sitting at. Uh, I've been trying to look in the in the OTA pictures that the, the Rams website puts out and trying to look and see if he's lined up anywhere. The only one that I've seen of Garrett, he was just walking. So, I mean, I, I, that doesn't tell you a whole lot. <laughs> he's got like his mask on. This is at 48. That's how I knew it was him. That's <laughs> And uh, yeah, so. Uh, Chris Garrett, though, I, I'm hearing good things about Garrett, man. That's uh, every once in a while, I get like a random message or a comment of some somebody who knows a little bit more about Garrett than I do, and they're like, "Hey, man, you guys are—he's a good player. Like, it's like seventh round. That's that's low for him. Of course, like four would be high, but I mean, in the seventh, if you can get a guy like that, then good to go." Uh, but I saw him uh, at the at the OTAs rocking that 48 with the mask on. And uh, I've been just trying to find some clues in those photos. Sometimes you get some clues, like we did in this one. So the OTAs have begun, like we were just discussing, and the clues that I'm looking for are when players are lined up for something. So 
We saw a picture of Matthew Stafford, Rams' new quarterback. He was lined up under center. That was Austin Corbett. So, these Rams, this the, a, a lot of Rams fans were mad at this team for not drafting an offensive lineman this year, in this year's draft class. I, for one, didn't think we needed to. I thought we would, but I did not think we needed to. I think we've got depth there, and I think we've got all of our starters already. The center position is is one that we do have a pretty strong battle at right now. We've got... You are, we've got Brian Allen, who has started there before, Coleman Shelton, who I'm a fan of, and and Austin Corbett that can play in that role as well. And then Corbett, we know, can also play at guard. He played there last year at left guard, but David Edwards has played at guard, which is where we saw him in this photo as well. He was playing at left guard, Austin Corbett's spot. And then at right guard, we saw Bobby Evans. That is the position that he played in the playoff game against the Green Bay Packers. Had a rough day that day, but also we've seen him have good days. So I'm not going to, I mean, it sucks that his bad day happened in the postseason. That's always a rough one, but I'm not going to base my, my opinion on, on this gentleman just off of that one, that, that one game. It was a bad game for sure. And it's unfortunate timing, but we've seen him play really well. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that evil on him right now, but, but Evans at right guard, that makes sense. Edward or Evans at right guard. I've, May have said Edwards. Edwards at left guard, that makes total sense. And we've talked about Austin Corbett potentially taking center reps already. So I think that this is just something, I think we're just going to see some shuffling, man. I think we're just like, we're like, shake up the names, throw them up into the air, and then just see where they land. And like, okay, you play there, you play there, you play there. And just see how it goes for a second. You know what I mean? And like, if they're not gelling, like, okay, switch it up, switch it up. Toss them back in the air. You know what I mean? Whatever you're tossing. I don't know what you're doing. But, uh... (laughs) Uh, I, I think that we'll see a, a lot of shifting until, uh, really, until the season starts. I think in preseason we could see some some things happen, but I, I we've got depth at these spots as well. I like I I truly am not mad that the Rams did not draft any offensive lineman in this class because not only do I I do I like our our top five, if you will, but I also like our depth. I like we know like okay, so in this situation, so we got Whitworth. We got Edwards, we got Corbett, we got Evans, and then we got Havenstein in that situation that we saw. And other than that, in depth, we've got Brian Allen, we've got Coleman Shelton, we've got, I mean, Bobby Evans is a depth guy. We haven't even said Joe Noteboom yet. We've got Tremaine Ankrum that the, the coaches are really high on, so I I didn't see the need. And I don't know if, if Rams fans are still just locked in on that 2019 where this offensive line did have a down year. But I mean that was that was sandwiched in between two really good years. 2020, top three offensive line, and 2018, the Super Bowl year, the Rams literally won offensive line of the year at NFL Honors. So they they had that one bad year, and then just from there, every Rams fan, ever since then, Rams fans have been like, our offensive line, we need it, we need offensive line, we need offensive line. I realize that Wit is old. I'm the I'm I'm the one saying that all the time, that how old Wit is. And like and adding a game to the regular season makes me a little nervous about it but i like our depth tremaine ankrum and no boom are two guys that i think could fill that role havenstein could probably move over edwards in a pinch and probably evans in a pinch could take over that role and i think that they would at least hold their own i don't think that we live or die by one of these guys (coughs) excuse me of course wit is a very talented offensive lineman 
Uh, and though just the way he's built, he just looks like a left tackle. You know, what I mean? like he's got that like Orlando pace build to him. It's it's really weird. But I I think our offensive line's fine. But that's what we're seeing right now. I haven't noticed anything else yet that has kind of caught my attention. Uh, but Corbett taking uh, taking reps at center that definitely stuck out to me. So I wanted to pass that along to you guys. Let's talk about some number changes and just two of them this time. Now, first we'll start with running back Cam Akers because Cam Akers. Well, as a rookie last year, wore number 23 out of FSU. But now, he's going to be wearing number 3. He wore number 3 as just a little guy. Just a little uh, just a little cam. Little tiny Ram Akers wore number 3, but he wore that his entire career. Like, all the way FSU, he was 3. High school, he was 3. So, it's really cool. And that kind of stuff is really cool for me to see. It's... It's it's those guys. It's not like the guys just like picking a number because they're like, eh, that number's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Like it's it's guys picking a number because, uh, because that that was their number their whole life, you know. What I mean, like Tavon Austin right now would probably be a number one. Of course, that's Deshaun Jackson for the Rams. Uh, but Cam Akers wearing the number three that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I think it's actually awesome, and yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's stoked about wearing his old his old number because like numbers is not that big of a deal. Like it's it's not. It's, ultimately, I don't really care what number anybody's wearing. But uh, in my jerseys, uh, you can see one of them up here, number nine, Sheriff Joe Bags. That's always what I go with. So yeah, I like the number nine, and I like I got my high school jersey in my closet as well. That one's number nine. That's just my number. So so I get it from that from that standpoint. Uh, but you know. Some of these numbers, though, have caused a little bit of a reaction, and I, for myself, so far, the one that I've reacted the biggest to would be the, uh, would be the number four by Jordan Fuller, but, uh, the, this one is getting a lot more attention than that, and I actually, I saw a bunch of articles pop out on it, and a bunch of attention come to this, but actually how I found out is I just went to the Rams website, went to the roster, because I was trying to figure out Okay, if Matthew Stafford's in number nine, what number is the wolf wearing? John Wolford, ow. What number is he going to be rocking this season? Because he's, of course, still here. He was number nine last year. With Matthew Stafford coming to town, he's already taken promo picks rocking number nine. So we know we can't have two number nines. Double nine was would be Aaron Donald. So we can't do that either. But John Wolford will be wearing number 13. And this is rubbing a lot of Rams fans not in a good way. <laughs> Rams fans not too thrilled about this because of one Kurt Warner, who happened to be the only quarterback in Rams history to bring a Super Bowl to this franchise. Where was this outrage when Chris Givens was here wearing 13? Because I don't remember it. And if it's there, that's cool. But I also don't care because it's just a number and also, guys, if I found it, I'll post it up here, but Kurt Warner doesn't even care. Kurt Warner was like, yeah, I hope he makes it his own, man. It's like, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Just do your thing. No, it's not a big deal. If Kurt Warner doesn't care, why the hell would I? <laughs> it wasn't my number. I wasn't playing in Super Bowls with the number 13 on my back. He was, and he's okay with it. So if he's okay with it, I don't understand how anybody else feels justified. It's like, it's like if somebody said something about my show and I was like, oh, I don't care. Like, that's fine. And like somebody else out there was like, hey, you can't say that about Ram Showcase. It's like, but yeah, but I don't care. It's like, hey, you don't say that though. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's wearing number 13. 
Kurt Warner. That's the, uh, cause we talked about that last week. We actually, I had a lot of fun with that actually with uh, people commenting of like their favorite players in certain numbers. Maybe we'll go ahead and do that. Okay. We'll, we'll start with a random one. I'm going to write it down so that I know which one I'm using. We'll start with, uh, your favorite all time Ram to wear number 83. Drop it below. Drop, drop it below. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, for, for Cam Akers, I, <laughs> the only one that really sticks out to me is Josh Brown and, uh, the, the old kicker. I know he ran into some issues off the field, but that's none of my business. I am a fan of him because of what he did on the field, which was kick the football through an upright. And he did that very good. So I'm a fan. And, Actually, though, I think my favorite Josh Brown moment wasn't even on like an NFL field at all. <laughs> it was it was when he was in the movie Jackass and he kicked that football into that dude's face. Loved that, love that stuff. That's good. And um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so for number three, we'll go with Josh Brown. I'm trying to think of other number threes that we've had. None are really sticking. What number was Donnie Jones? I don't think he was three. I think he was five. Uh, but uh, for uh, for number 13, for the Wolf, ah, ooh, Kurt Warner, Chris Gibbons are the ones that stick out to me. I'm sure there's a lot of really good. I'm sure there's a lot better ones than those. Um, but uh, Or at least than Gibbons. Warner's a top one for 13 for sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about Jalen Ramsey hurting some feelings, all right? I'm going to put this one up for sure. And I'm also going to read it to you guys. So, Jalen Ramsey, he went on to, I believe this is Instagram. I'm not very used to the stories on social media, because I apparently found out today, by the way, that uh, Facebook is for old people. Didn't know that. Younger co-worker agreed with me today. We agreed with that. So, I guess it's happening. We're all old now, guys. At least I am. Anyway, Jalen Ramsey posted on Instagram, so I can't wait until week one so all these lame Bears fans can shut up about their number two wide receiver. It's funny because they know better, too. And this has been quite the story unfolding because these Chicago Bears fans, they're like, oh, man, we are so in his head. Are you? <laughs> Are you? We are talking about a wide receiver who played in all 16 games last year. So that's cool. Played in all 16, so at least he's not out here just, you know, getting hurt. He started in only nine. So even the Chicago Bears, who were not a very good football team last year, didn't feel the need to start him in every game. He played in just, or started in uh, just over 50% of their games last year. Had 631 yards, four touchdowns. Not bad. Definitely not bad. If Josh Reynolds puts up those numbers, we're like, hell yeah, man. Good year. Good year, Josh. If Tyler Higby puts up those numbers, oh, decent, decent, pretty strong. Probably could do better, but hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. J <laughs> Let's not pretend like these are Pro Bowl numbers is what I'm saying. 631 and 4. Let's not pretend that these are Pro Bowl numbers, all right? So... Ramsey might be the best cornerback in the game today, and we're talking about a number two wide receiver for the Bears. In their long history of amazing wide receivers out of Chicago, we're talking about the Bears' number two wide receiver in 2021. Their number one is very good. Robinson is awesome. 
in fairness. But I'll be honest with you guys, I had to look this guy up to see anything about him. I'm a football guy, all right? I love football. I had to look this guy up. Ramsey shouldn't even be on Mooney in week one because he isn't the number one wide receiver. And Jalen Ramsey might be the best cornerback in the league this year. So, will we see Ramsey on Mooney? Maybe a couple of times. But when you have one of the better players in the NFL in his position, if not the best, you typically tend to put them on the opposing top talent, which would be Allen Robinson in this case for the Chicago Bears. I think that's clear, actually, that Robinson is the number one there. So, against the Rams last year, Mooney had three catches in his rookie season. Uh, three catches for 40 yards. Whoa, guys. Whoa. If he's going to be putting up these kind of numbers, how do we expect to win this game? If he's going to catch three footballs for 40 yards, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to stop him? I don't know. Because 40 yards? I mean, that's just, I can't handle it. These Bears fans are out here calling Mooney Ramsey's father. Because he had three catches for 40 yards. Three catches for 40 yards. Oh, yeah, he's his, he's his dad now. Yeah. We call Ramsey DK Metcalf's father, but at least we have statistical evidence and game film to look at where we can be like, yeah, look, he's better. He's crushing him. That guy right there, DK, he's one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. But that guy, Jalen, shutting him down in three games last year. Three of them did awesome against him. Goes against top wide receivers throughout the year. And typically does a pretty good job shutting those guys down. Mooney, not on that list for a couple of reasons. He had three catches for 40 yards. And now he's apparently the best ever, according to these Bears fans. But also, he's not going to be against Ramsey all game. Just a couple of times. But bad news, Mooney, because our CB2, D-Will, Darius Williams, number 11... Dude's pretty damn good, too. So, either way, gonna be a rough day. Be a rough day for Mooney, I'm thinking. But these Bears fans are calling Mooney... They're saying that he's he's Ramsey's father. Which... I can only mean one thing. These Bears fans need help. I've included in the description below... A link to different mental health centers in the Chicago area. That breaks it down... It's very, very easy to understand, but this is clearly something that these Bears fans need to seek out, because mental health, it's a real problem, guys. Mental health issues are real, and we're seeing this unfold on the internet right now, in front of our eyes. These Bears fans genuinely think that Mooney is Ramsey's father, that, that, that Mooney, Mooney is unstoppable, and we don't have the team to do it, guys. Darius Williams, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. We can't do it. If he's going to be putting up three catches for 40 yards, how do you defend that? How do you defend that? So these Bears fans, guys, if you know a Bears fan who is is saying these things and 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 and, and talking about how Mooney, Mooney is just the next, he's just the, he's just Jesus out here. He's just the Connor McDavid of football. And he and Jalen Ramsey stands no chance. Please forward them that link. Mental health is no joke. 
but the Bears fans are. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and hop into our break on the other side. We got fan quesos. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back in, Rams fans. So we are going to get into our fan queso sponsored by Shaw's Customs. Hope you guys enjoyed my commercial that I spent Saturday making. <laughs> I think it came out pretty cool, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. So there you go. All right, let's go ahead and start. This first one's not a question. We are not going to address it because I do know I did. I didn't read all. I actually only read one question uh, beforehand, and that is this one here from Cody. And it does address the same thing that the original comment did address. So Cody wants to know, should we retire number 13 and why isn't it retired? You know, man, that's a pretty strong question, but I do want to let it be known. I Kurt Warner is what, like, I want to say he's fifth in Rams starts. He was here for what, four, was it five years? Maybe six. It wasn't that many, but it was, I mean, it was a, it was a chunk, but it wasn't that many. Uh, I, I don't think number 13 should be retired. I really don't. And I think retiring a number is for, you know, there's no way around it without sounding like a jerk to Kurt Warner. But like, I, I, I think retiring a number is reserved for the Deacon Jones, the Merlin Olson, the Isaac Bruce, the Marshall Falk, the Eric Dickerson. Yeah, the Bob Waterfields, <laughs> you know, uh, like those. I think that those are, those are the numbers that should be retired. If I were to pick right now, if I had to to pick a number that I would retire, that's not retired from the Rams right now. I truly think I would go fifty-five. If it was my choice, I think I would go fifty-five. James Laurinaitis is the the Rams' all-time leading tackler. Overtook Merlin Olson in that time. And while he was here with the Rams, I, he was just, he was, he was amazing, man. Like he, he was a bright spot on the defense of some of like what I, what I call the dark era, which was anywhere from like 2000, well, 2005 ish to, uh, to like 2009 and didn't really like, we didn't, we didn't get into the light era after that. We just, (laughs) just the less dark, the gray era, we'll call it. But no, I don't think that number 13 should be retired. I, I realized that Kurt Warner was the Rams quarterback while we won the Super Bowl and did go to another one. So so Kurt Warner has been the, the Rams quarterback for 50% of our Super Bowls. I get that. He's also the quarterback for 100% of our Super Bowl rings. Totally get that. But Kurt Warner doesn't care. Why would I? And also, I mean, this is this is the line that usually gets people mad at me about Kurt Warner, which is fine. Kurt Warner also came into the Rams with Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Orlando Pace, uh, an amazing offensive line, Orlando Pace with like Timmerman and McCollum, guys like that. Uh, Marshall Falk behind him. Dick Vermeulen's his coach. Pretty strong defense. I, I, I don't know this. I'll never know this for sure. But I really feel like the Rams probably could have maybe won the Super Bowl with Trent Green that year if he didn't get hurt. I think that most quarterbacks in that era could have been on that team with, with those players. Those Hall of Famers around him, and probably could have done pretty good too. But then he goes to the Giants, where he doesn't have those weapons, doesn't have the the best offensive line, has a decent running back, but he gets benched for a rookie Eli Manning, which makes sense. That totally makes sense. But he just was not very good out there. Then he goes to the Arizona Cardinals. He's throwing to Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald. 
I mean, when he had a lot of talent around him, he played really well. When he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> that's that's the way it is, man. I don't know. But that's a, that's all personal stuff. As far as like actual on-field evidence though, I still don't think that he's he's got enough to to say retire 13. What past quarterback would you compare Stafford to? Oof. Tough question. Ooh, man. I don't know if we I don't know if we have a comparison to to Stafford, man. I don't know if we've had a guy that's like this tough. That's this tough with just like a cannon. You know what I mean? Like and, and keep in mind I was born in 1991, so I, I, I didn't watch all of those. I've seen things from 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 before my time on this earth, but but I, I didn't get to experience it, you know? Like, I experienced Mark Bolger. <laughs> and I, I know Mark Bolger, you know what I mean? I know his strengths. I know his weaknesses. I, I know when he sees something. I know when I know when he's just throwing up a prayer. You know what I mean? I, I could see those things. So, uh, going back, I don't know those guys as well. Uh, but these new guys I, can, I could compare, possibly. Like, I mean, obviously, Goff and then, like, the Bradford... Bulger, of course, and then like the the peppering of all those other guys, the you know the Kellen Clemens, Sean Hill, Austin Davis, Kyle Bowler, Keith Knoll, the best quarterback of all time. You know, guys like that that you kind of pepper in. But no, I don't think we've had a guy like Stafford before, man. I think that Stafford is really, truly a one of one for the Rams in their history. I don't think he he compares to any of these other guys we've had before. Also, still, I I, I know I say this like once every three episodes. This trade is still not getting, I think, the proper attention. I think that this trade is going to be one of those things that we look at in a couple of years like, holy crap, the Rams did it. Like, they they went and they they knew that their weakness was quarterback, and they went and addressed it with somebody who was stuck, stuck on a bad franchise for years and saved them. We say we rescued him like a puppy and it's like, like he's like the old puppy. We just like, we're like, Hey man, come over here. If you're good to us. We'll be good to you, bro. And I think it's going to be perfect. So, I mean, to, to stay on Stafford for just one second, I've said all this before. I think I say a lot of things to a lot of different people in a lot of different settings. It's, sometimes it's hard to remember what I've said on the show, but I think that, uh, the, like Matt Stafford, like the Rams knew that, the Rams won 10 games last year, won a road playoff game, and, and hung in with the Green Bay Packers, who are one of the better teams in the NFL today. They hung in there on the road in Lambeau in January, with quarterback being their weak spot. I don't think, I, I want to say I'm pretty confident that Jared Goff did not go over 200 passing yards in either playoff game this year. Quarterback was a weak spot. Best defense this team has ever had. The 2020 Rams defense is the best defense in Rams history. I'm just going to go ahead and claim that. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my stamp on that. And quarterback was the weak spot. Quarterback held the Rams back last year. That's not good. So the Rams go and address that. With who? Experienced guy who's been stuck. This is now going to be Matthew Stafford going from the Detroit Lions to the LA Rams. He's got more weapons than he's ever had. Not better weapons. None of these guys are better than Calvin Johnson. I'm not going to try to lie to you guys and say that, that Robert Woods is better than Calvin Johnson. He's not. I love Robert Woods. He's not better than Calvin Johnson. Okay? I don't think that, that should shock anybody. Nobody's sitting at home right, right now like, what? Joe? <laughs> Nobody's doing that. More weapons, though, than he's ever had. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson had a sick one-hander in practice today, by the way. What was that yesterday? 
Oh, I don't know. They're already blending together. It's like three days in. <laughs> that can't be good. No. So Matthew Stafford has better weapons than he's ever had before. More weapons than he's ever had before. A better offensive line than he's ever had before. A better running game than he's ever had before. A better defense than he's ever had before. A better coaching staff than he's ever had before. And if we're going to go push it a little bit further, he's also living in a better city than he's ever lived in before. He's playing in a better stadium than he's ever played in before. Everything's better for Matthew Stafford. To think that he is going to play exactly the same as he did in Detroit, and you're just gonna you're gonna take all of those aspects of his game and just drop them directly into the LA Rams offense, and then that's exactly what you get. That is ridiculous. That's an ignorant comment, honestly. Because when you when you look at everything involved, the 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 team around him, the coaching staff, the atmosphere, this is a winning culture. It's a new winning culture. I'll I'll granted 2017 is when this this bad boy started and uh before that was uh some rough years okay but winning culture now incredible city like that's everything about this is better if you think that matthew stafford plays exactly the same way he did as a lion as a lion i don't know what else to tell you like i guess just wait for week one because i truly think that after week one all those rams fans who by the way if you're one of those jerks that's saying that he that matthew stafford needs to prove it to you who the hell are you? <laughs> like Matthew Stafford's really sitting on the bench press like, oh man, uh, Jeff, man, he's, he doesn't believe in me yet. Like I, I gotta do it. Like he does not care. Okay. He's going to do fine. I really, I'm, I'm pumped. And I, I just, I think that the ego involved in a fan of saying he needs to prove it to me, the ego involved in that, I can't even understand. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm the jerk here because I cannot wrap my head around the ego of thinking that this player, this NFL quarterback, who was a first overall pick, he needs to prove it to you, sitting there eating Cheetos in your recliner watching the game. I don't get it. Next question from Cody. Top five Rams trades of all time. Gosh, Joe Slacken. Oh, man. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? I don't want to answer this in a queso. Top fives are not queso material. What I'm going to go ahead and do here... You guys are going to watch me take a note because I'm going to put this on my segment for next week. So this is going to be, that's actually going to be, we'll, we'll probably open the show with that because I know I've blown that off. <laughs> All right. Which is my bad. I think last week I just forgot. Before that though, we did have some reasonings behind uh, pushing it back because it just didn't really fit in with the, the, the rest of everything. So uh, yeah, we'll get that next week for sure, man. I've got the list saved. I might edit that actually now that I'm thinking about it. Now time's passing. I'm second guessing myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that one. We'll get you though. It's already on my notes under next week. Let's see here. Next one from Cody. How long do you see us keeping Morris as a defensive coordinator and any sleeper coaches you want if he's one and done in LA? And any chance we keep him for a while? Yeah, I would like to keep him for a while, but you know, it's it's same same thing as players, honestly. Uh coaches come and go. It's the scheme is huge and the culture is huge. A guy like Sean McVay, the the reason that I like Sean McVay so much, he comes in and he changes everything with his personality. It's not just schematic. It was like him coming in, like, like saying above the neck every press conference, and it's just like it seeped in. You know what I mean? Like, it, we said I. He doesn't say it as much anymore. But like his first two seasons, anytime he would say like above the neck, it's like hey, everybody drink, because <laughs> that was just all I did. But uh, so Raheem Morris comes in. I think Morris is an upgrade. I think that Morris is. Coming into as the Rams defensive coordinator, I think that's an upgrade over Staley. What I don't think is an upgrade 
is losing Aubrey Pleasant, losing Joe Barry. Those are those are big losses. But Staley, of course, a very good coach and deserving of the head coaching job for the Chargers. But I think Morris, in what we're going to do this year, in the players that we have, I think Morris might be an upgrade. And so I think we could keep him around for a little while. But, you know, I think what helps us here is that he's already had head coaching experience and he wasn't getting calls on that. I, well, maybe he was getting calls. I don't know what his phone log looks like, but he didn't get one of those. So maybe that helps us here that uh, he has been a head coach before and it didn't stick. So maybe maybe he's like a Wade Phillips where he knows defense coordinators like his cap. We've all got them. We've all got our caps in different areas. You know, like you just, you just got to know it. You just got to know where your caps are. And Wade definitely knew his. Maybe that's Morris. Maybe that's him as well. As far as any sleeper coaches that I'd want if he's one and done in L.A., I don't have any right now. Um, not necessarily. Uh, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm not going to say any yet because I want to see these units on the field because like our secondary this year, we did lose some talent there. So I want to see that unit. But also I want to look at the other units. I watch I watch as many football games as I can. It's, of course, impossible to watch them all. I do other things like sleep and eat and stuff, but I can't watch every game, but I do, I do try to keep like my finger on the pulse of the league and seeing, you know, if, uh, if a team's, you know, secondary is, is penciled in to be one of the weaker ones in the league. And then they play really well with a bunch of no names. Who's that coach? That's, that's my first question. Who's the coach? Who's that position coach? Who's that secondary coach? Like, or, for the Rams, we'll use that example from just last year. The Rams going into the season, linebacker was listed as our weakest unit. It ended up at the very end of the season, it's a strength. And you know what happened? Joe Barry's now a defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. So it's exactly what happened is, is on paper, it looks like a weak unit. Unit plays really well. Who is that coach? And that's what I want to look for. So I want to wait until the season happens. And, or at least like midway or something. I, I don't know, something. We need to get into some games. Uh, to see where these units are at and, and how they're progressing, and, and that's how I—that's how I pick out coaches. Honestly, that's how I picked out uh, liking Aubrey Pleasant so much and liking Joe Barry so much. Is that that they 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 come in and they 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 make a a, a group of names that we're not used to hearing. They make them really good and they they, they make them play really well together, and that, that's huge. So I don't have any any for you now. Uh, I think Morris will probably be here for, I, I'm going to guess two or three years though. I don't think he'll be one. I'm done. Next one here from Cody. Chances we could retain Whitworth as an offensive line coach when he, uh, when he retired, that would be dope. Dude, that would be dope. I have no idea the level of interest that, that big Wit has in coaching, but I think that would be awesome. I, he clearly loves this game. He's having a very hard time stepping away from it. I think he wants a ring. If the Rams win a ring this year, I wit's piecing out, man. Wit is, he's fading off, but it's, um, yeah, I would love to see him back as a coach. I think that would be really cool, actually. Good call, man. Good call. Especially losing Cromer. All right, next one here from Cody. Colts versus Rams. Big, uh, Colts versus Rams game. Big Pat McAfee fan here. Do you watch the show? And I hope we stomp that Colts. Though, speaking of putters, uh, any Johnny Hecker news? No way we cut him. I'll address that first. So Johnny Hecker, uh, I made the comments about Bajorquez about Johnny Hecker possibly not being super safe. I'm not buying that anymore because it sounds like like Bajorquez was brought in due to COVID. And if anything were to happen to Johnny, all of a sudden now we just don't have a punter. So I think that that's really where that that situation unfolded. And, and, and I think that uh, Hecker's safe. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but uh, Pat McAfee show. Dude, I love the Pat McAfee show. There's a bunch of shows I really like. 
Uh, McAfee is one of them. And I, one part that I like about it, I, I like his, his, his squad. Not all of them are as funny as they think they are, but they, there's some, some, uh, some pretty funny guys there as well. Not just Pat. Pat's really funny too. And I, and I love that. Uh, I love that Hawk's on there too. Uh, Hawk is really cool. Uh, but he does an awesome job too. He's, he's got, he's got a, just a, a way of communicating really well. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it right now, but I think AJ Hawk does an awesome job, but Pat McAfee, I, I like his show cause it's a little bit more like casual. It's not so buttoned up, but I do like the buttoned up shows as well. I like the, the Dan Patrick show. I like Colin Coward. So I, I watch those shows, not the whole things. Cause those, that's what, that would be like what nine hours of shows. Like I can't do that. I don't have the if you can do that, I mean, more power to you. That's awesome. But I do not have that kind of time <laughs> in my day to sit and watch podcasts for nine hours. So, uh, but Pat McAfee, dude, yeah, I, I'm a big fan, Pat, for sure. I hope we can beat up on the Colts, though, like we have in the past. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, with uh, McVay's first game as a head coach being against the Colts with that big win. And then Tavon Austin absolutely exploding on the Colts before that. Like that one year, what was that? That was probably... 14 wait there's an 15 there's an easy way to do that you just it was eight years ago (laughs) or if it was eight years ago it was 13 i'm real good at math anyway uh pat mcfee yeah i I like him i maybe i should start start an alter ego will be matt pacafee pat mcfee's biggest rival all right uh moving on Cody, that dude perfect episode with GZ and Hecker was awesome. That is not a question, but it was awesome. Yeah, the NFL kicking edition. That's, oh man, that's probably pretty old now too. That was probably like 13. Man, we're getting old guys. We're getting old. There's so many players in the NFL now where I remember watching their dads play. Like that's, that's not good. Like the Chargers just claimed Austin Prowl. I know he was previously with the Rams, but like, obviously we remember watching his dad, Ricky play. And then I remember watching Asante Samuel play Patrick Sutan. Joe Horn, and now all three of those guys' sons just got drafted this year. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm an old guy now. I've got like four gray hairs now. I had one a couple weeks ago. It's a freaking epidemic up here. But it's okay. We'll just keep wearing hats covered up. That's that's how we handle that. Anyway, yeah, that that video was really cool, man. Uh, Dude Perfect guys are awesome. I, I, I haven't watched them that much lately. They've gotten really like... Not bad, not in a bad way, but they were like, they feel super commercial now. I don't know. It's not just like dudes doing trick shots anymore. It's like a whole production of them, like doing other things. I want to see trick shots. That's all I, I, and not with like ping pong balls and frisbees and stuff. So just throw the footballs and the basketballs and the hoops and stuff, man. That's all I wanted to see. I still, sometimes I'll go back and watch these older ones because the newer ones not really doing it for me as much. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next one here from Cody is uh, no way the Colts beat us, right? <laughs> I mean, I think Carson Wentz is going to look a lot different. I think he's going to be a day and night Wentz uh, with the Colts. Uh, but uh, is, is it the first? Is the first time we have faced the the Colts shot with Sean McVay, excluding when we faced Scott Tolzien at quarterback? Yeah, they didn't have luck that game, which was a bummer. I I prefer to beat teams at full full power, and I, part of that's because of fans. Fans are Fans are jerks and and ridiculous. And they're like, oh, well, if we would have had this guy, you would have won. But first of all, Andrew Luck is not worth 45 points, bro. Relax. It's fine. Like, we just played pretty good that day. All right. But 
No, actually, yeah. Sean McVay's first game was against the Colts. That was a pretty good one. Lamarcus Joyner sprinting through the end zone. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but even watching that highlight where he like he's like sprinting down the field and then he just like hits the hits the the end zone and just turns like uh, I don't know, crack me up. Um, but the no way they beat us, dude. I think that's that's a damn good football team out there, man. Those Colts are not messing around, and I think they get better with Wentz. I really do. You know, Wentz was a. Uh, the Eagles are not in a good position right now. We'll just say that. And I think Wentz, I think Wentz got a little bit lucky getting out of there. Like the opposite of Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff gets sent from the LA Rams who are like a playoff team, all this stuff. And then he goes to Detroit, who is like probably looking at a number two overall pick this year behind the Texans. And and then you get Carson Wentz, who goes from a bad team who has no idea what the hell they want to do at quarterback. And word is that if Deshaun Watson comes available, they're going to push for him. So Jalen Hurts is sitting out there like, do I ever get to play? <laughs> and I, I think Wentz gets lucky going to the Colts because they got a pretty good squad out there, man. Uh, next one here is going to come from Paul. Realistic floor versus ceiling for the Rams in 2021. Strong question. Okay, realistic floor. The Rams won 10 games and won a road playoff game with Jared Goff at quarterback last year who could not stop turning the ball over. So improving that position, of course, there is a little bit of a shakeup. You lose Everett, but you replace Harris. Uh, you know, you lose you lose Josh Reynolds, but Tutu Atwell comes in. I think that's an upgrade. And then, you know, you do you do downgrade at safety with John Johnson going to the Cleveland Browns. So I, I like Terrell Burgess and I like Jordan Fuller, but... But John Johnson was very, very good at this game. So, uh, and then Troy Hill. I mean, that that is a loss, but also, I mean, he was just a very good player. He was not one. Of, he was not like an absolute stud. He was just a very good football player. So, I think we can replace that as well. My bet is Rochelle. But, um, for to say a floor for this team, like I said, we won we won ten last year and improved the the most important position on the football field in quarterback. I'm gonna say our floor is eight wins. I'm going to say eight, and for our ceiling, I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, high end, I think we would push 14. 14 and three, that feels kind of extreme, but I mean, especially out of the NFC West, those are three very tough games right off the jump. And then you also got, we got the we got the Bucks this year, we got the Packers this year, we got the Colts this year. I mean, there's some very good, the Ravens, there's some very good football teams this team plays. So 14 and three, I think would be, impressive if the the Rams could pull that off but but I would say anywhere from from 8 to 14 is that that's what I 14 would be high end but realistically man I really think it's this Rams team I think we win 12 or 13 this year I think that that's reasonable I don't think that that's like me being like just Rams fan being like oh man we're gonna be so good I think it uh, I, I think that that's uh that's fair let me um let me change my battery on my camera I'll be right back and this next question comes from Paul. Most intriguing positional battle to watch. Solid question, man. Uh, there's actually one that I'm really keeping a close eye on uh, throughout the preseason, especially. And that's going to be the nickel cornerback position. David Long is kind of penciled in there right now. But Robert Rochelle, the rookie, I think that he's one that can kind of come in and, and maybe take the, take over that role. I don't know if this comment will make sense to anybody, but because I'm not like a scout or anything like that, but seeing his play and then seeing his build, it was like, oh, okay, this guy's going to be good. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else. Like you can see like just the way like Andrew Whitworth is built. You're like, oh, he's a, he's a very good left tackle. Like that's just, this is the way it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I've got that feeling about Bobby Brown as well. Bobby Brown, just the way he's built is like, oh, he can play defensive tackle in this league for sure. Like he could be a starter. 
and Robert Rochelle, he's got those uh, he's got those vibes to me for uh, for the cornerback spot. So I think, I mean, we'll see. I I I, I obviously that's not like my my professional opinion over here. Saying that like, oh, he's you know he's built nice, so it's uh he's probably pretty good. He's built like other corners have been good before, so he's probably good. That's not what I'm saying, but. Uh, seeing his tape and then matching that with his build, which is very Jalen Ramsey-ish. Or even, uh, who is that guy for Seattle back? Browning, I want to say. Don't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's got that kind of build, though. Like a tall, kind of uh, beefy, I guess is the right word. I describe other people like that in like the most rude way possible. Like coworkers and stuff. Like, hey, look a little beefy, bro. <laughs> Hit the treadmill. Anyway, uh, <laughs> now no one's going to want to be my coworker. But uh, yeah, I think that's a very good spot. And then the entire interior offensive line. So we know that Witt is on the left side. We know that Havenstein's on the right side. Everything in between that we're not 100% on yet. So we know that Corbett has been seen at center, but also Brian Allen has, has center starts for the Rams before. Coleman Shelton is a guy that I'm a fan of. And then you also got the depth as far as like, because uh, Bobby Evans, you got David Edwards, you got Joseph Nopeboom. Um, I know I'm missing people here. I'm trying to remember them just off the top of the dome. But yeah, I think that uh, the offense, interior offensive line is going to be something to watch because there's some versatility there as well. Like we saw Evans at right guard against the Packers last year in the playoffs. Didn't play really well, but we've seen him play really well before. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna chastise Bobby Evans for having one bad game. Sometimes it happens. I've had bad shows. Uh, it, it things happen. But you know, then you got David Edwards on at left guard right now. He played a lot at right guard last year. Uh, he's also got one of my favorite hard knocks moments of all time. If you guys don't know, you don't know, but it's fine. Um, and then I mean Corbett obviously was left guard last year, so he's got some versatility there. And then you also got depth in like Tremaine Ankrum, like I said, uh, Joe Nopum, Coleman Shelton, who can play any of those spots as well. So, I mean, I don't want to work myself back up again, talking about the Rams not drafting an offensive lineman and why I think that that's okay, but I think it's okay. <laughs> uh, let's see, Tyler, will the Rams retain the number one D? You know what, man? I think we, I, I don't want to say we definitely got better, but because I don't think that that's necessarily true, but I think we'll be pretty in line with last year. Losing John Johnson sucks. Losing Troy Hill sucks. Losing Michael Brockers sucks. Losing Morgan Fox sucks. But, you know, we replaced these guys. Like, we had safeties for days last year. We had we had Jordan Fuller and Terrell Burgess and Taylor Rapp. You know, we've got these guys uh, at depth at that position. And so we lose John Johnson. That sucks. But it's like, okay, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And then you lose Troy Hill. Okay, well, David Long, I mean, the coaches have been positive about him. They've 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 had good things to say, so I'm sure that'll be good. And then we draft Robert Rochelle. You lose Michael Brockers. Bobby Brown is just Michael Brockers in my opinion. Like I, I maybe I'm a little bit biased. I'm a Texas A&M fan, but I he was eating up those like the the double and triple team blocks all last year and still, I mean, still got five and a half sacks. I mean, I know that's not super amazing, but he's also now going to be next to Aaron Donald. So if he can eat up some blocks, it's only beneficial. And then Morgan Fox, you lose him, but then you got you bring in a guy like uh, you know like Ernest Brown or yeah I, I don't know I think that we're gonna be fine I, I think that we're gonna be fine. But as far as the coaching goes, I think that the Rams got better with Raheem Morris over Staley, and I like Staley, but I think Raheem Morris is a very good coach, very good coach. Next one here is from Sarah. Who's your favorite Ram at the moment? Strong question. 
I've had a difficult time with this ever since Mark Barron left for the Steelers. He's not even in football anymore. It makes me sad. Uh, well, I wish we'd have him back. We don't really need him, though. Um, I'm going to lock in Jordan Fuller. I'm going to go ahead and lock in Jordan Fuller. I know that some people probably think I was going to go Bobby Brown. But I'm going to go Fuller. He's got the best hair on the field. Best hair on the on the in the franchise is Les Snead for sure. But on the field, on the football field, Jordan Fuller's got the best hair. He's also wearing number four this year, and I just find that extremely intriguing for some reason. I don't know what it is about Fuller four on a bone gray jersey that I feel like I have to own that. So I'm probably gonna do that. And you know what? I think I'm just gonna go ahead and lock it in. Jordan Fuller, what up, man? Jordan Fuller, that's Sheriff Joe Bag's favorite ram. Tell your friends. I don't think they would care, really. Yeah, that, that conversation would be really interesting. Okay, man. Sheriff Joe Bag's favorite player is uh, Jordan Fuller. They're like, cool. <laughs> this last one here is going to come from Ian. If Stafford doesn't work out, do you see LA going into next year's draft, albeit a weaker draft class, to find a suitable backup, or will they go the free agency route? First of all, man, I want you. I want clarity on what this means. If he doesn't work out, what does that mean? Is that missing the playoffs? Is it he doesn't hit 4,000? Is it he gets hurt? Is it, is it, it, does he just look exactly like Jared Goff and just fumbles the ball? And then we're like, oh, it's our offense. It wasn't our quarterback. Like, I, I don't know what doesn't work out means. Um, but to answer your question, if, so, like, say the Rams win, like, six games with Stafford, and he plays the whole year, and just, like, it's like, okay, okay this wasn't it, you know? I don't think that that's what's going to happen, but let's just say. I don't think that the Rams go the draft route at all, and I also don't, I, I don't want to say that this is going to be 100% just a weaker class, because we don't know yet. I mean, Spencer Rattler, cocky as hell, but very good. A little raw still, but he's still in college. He's got time to work on that. Cocky as hell, but I, that doesn't bother me at all. If you're good, you're good, man. Just say it. I mean, I'm a big Floyd Mayweather fan. Obviously, I love Manziel. You know? <laughs> he wasn't good in the NFL, but he is the best player Texas A&M's ever seen. So, I mean, I think that counts for something. I mean, I know some people, like, you only base it off the NFL success. I'm a Texas A&M fan, and for my experience of being a fan of him on my favorite team, it was a mega success. That game against Duke, the Chick-fil-A Bowl, are you kidding me, guys? Come on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't think it, that it's fair to say that this is a weaker class just yet. But, I mean, it's a weaker class because Trevor Lawrence was in this class. And if you're going to base that on the on saying it's a weaker class because Trevor Lawrence was in this class, most classes are a weaker class. So, not every draft class has a Trevor Lawrence. That dude's good, man. So, I mean, Spencer Rattler will probably improve enough at OU this year to be the number one overall pick, if I had to guess. If you guys haven't checked it out, the QB School YouTube channel. It's JTO Sullivan, a quarterback of the. He was uh, of a bunch of teams, but I remember from, from the from the Detroit Lions the most. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. He breaks down these guys, and I love it. I, honestly, that's one of my favorite things to watch. And it's one of the things like over the course of the year, I'll understand the quarterbacks really well because I'll be watching him, and I'm really interested to see how in like the next couple of years, how like he did his rankings of quarterbacks. He was like really high on like Kellen Mond over certain other guys that even went higher. But I'm interested to see how his rankings unfold over like a five-year period and to see how those guys' careers unfold and 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 then kind of compare. Because like, who the hell, who the hell is Mel Kuyper? Because 
honestly though like well what qualifications does he have to say anything but like jt sylvan played in the nfl he knows what the coaches look for he knows this stuff so i think it's reasonable anyway answer your question i think if i don't think the rams address quarterback next year at all unless the wolf is gone and then they're just looking for a backup and i think that the rams would address that via free agency so if quarterback gets addressed at all i think that would happen in free agency i don't think that the rams would draft a quarterback next year I don't think it's the Rams draft quarterback after that. I think it's pretty well understood that we're looking at about five years for Stafford minimum. And then looks like seven is what the conversation has has gone to at least a couple of times. If we can get him to seven, if we can get him to 40 years old, it's a success. I mean, if he's playing really well, <laughs> of course. If we get him to 40 and he sucks the entire time, that's not cool. But either way. All right, thank you guys for your fan quesos. If you guys want to drop those, feel free. Shaw's Customs sponsors fan quesos, and that's good stuff. Shaw's Customs is the dopest. You guys saw the commercial. I made that. I made it. It was cool. Spent my Saturday doing that. I was, it's funny to me because I'm like just in my room, or in my studio. It's just a room, but it's, I'm like in here like, <laughs> taking photos in front of my green screen back there. That's funny, man. If somebody could, like, see inside my window, they'd be like, what is that dude? I'm, like, wearing my shirt hat. <laughs> That's so cool. Anyway, none of that matters. You guys want to know a secret? I re-recorded the entire first half of this episode. I finished it after, like, going into the break, and I was like, that wasn't good. I'm going to do it again. That's my secret. That's nothing crazy. But that's what I did today. So I, re- I recorded Ram Showcase twice for you guys. Or one and a half, I guess, is more realistic. But yeah, make sure you guys uh make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. Link will be in the description below wherever you guys are listening or seeing me. You guys will have access to that. And make sure you guys drop your fan cases. I will get those answered on the next episode. If it's very time sensitive, then I'll just answer you right away. But let me know what's up. Uh, and again, where did I put this? Oh, anyway. That's irrelevant now to you guys. So make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty good stuff for you guys. Next week, Cody, we got your top five trades. It's the only note on my page. Well, I mean, there's there's sections and, and, and stuff, but that's the only uh, the only thing written down show wise is that top five trades. I really might change that list on. Kind of second guessing myself a little bit. I might just rearrange two and three. I might just swap them. But we'll see what happens. Well, you got a week now to, to knock them out. So uh, yeah, we'll get that. We'll definitely get that for you, man. Sorry, it's taking me like so long to answer a simple question of the top five trades. We, I want to just bring in trades, to, or like uh, not trades, uh, top five lists. We we'll call it like cracking the Cody or something. Something I don't know. We'll think of something. Maybe that'll be it. I don't know. That is gonna do it for me though. I am Sheriff Joe Baggins. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.
so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.